Hey, good morning. It's good to be with you as we continue in our time together in uh, in Acts. Today, we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday in Acts chapter 10. Uh, just if you remember yesterday, we saw Peter have a vision uh, where the Lord brought down a sheet. And on the sheet were all matter of unclean animals. And a voice said, rise, kill, and eat. Peter said, I can't because I've never eaten anything unclean in my entire life, so I can't do this. And then the Lord says, don't call anything unclean that I've made clean. Then at the same time, we see uh, people coming um, from Caesarea to get Peter to go uh, speak with Cornelius, who was Gentile, who's a Roman soldier. And so that's kind of where we, and so eventually we see Peter go to Cornelius and he says, as you know, I'm a Jew and I'm not supposed to associate with you. Uh, you yourselves know that it's unlawful for Jews to associate with, with or visit a Gentile. But now God's shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. So this vision from heaven confirmed with Peter that Jew or Gentile, Christ came to save all. So that's where we left off yesterday. Peter's now going to preach not just to Gentiles who were familiar with Judaism or familiar with the law, but now just straight up Gentiles, straight up Gentiles with no knowledge of the Old Testament or of the law. So here is uh, verse 34 of chapter 10. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message that he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, his Lord of all. That message spread through all of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God had appointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses, and we and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. So we see here that Peter preaches to these Gentiles, but do you notice how different this message is than other messages? Think about Peter's um, sermon on Pentecost Sunday. Or Stephen's message earlier on before he was martyred. Or, or frankly, even much of Paul's messages thus far. Um, Peter, in this message, makes no real appeal to the old testament i mean there are there are um you know there are definite references to it um it says i he was chosen we were chosen as witnesses he commanded us to preach to all the people um these ordained um the prophets testify about about him that everyone who believes in him re receives forgiveness so peter makes a um kind of makes a passing reference to the prophets and says the prophets um reference to him or, or looked to him but there's no there's no quotation from joel like peter does on pentecost and we know that peter can do this a because the holy spirit can give him the ability but secondly we saw him do it a few chapters back on pentecost sunday when he referenced joel 
We see over and over again, how many times thus far in Acts have we seen the apostles say, this is not something new, but rather this is the completion of what began here with our father Abraham, or this is what the prophets testified. You know, Stephen said, there's not a one of these prophets that your ancestors did not mur murder. So up until this point, the messages have been filled with Jewish context because the audience was Jewish. The audience knew the Old Testament. The audience understood that. Peter is now speaking to a group that was made up of Cornelius' friends and relatives. Some of who, through Cornelius, may have had, um, as I said, a passing understanding of the law and the prophets and of these things, maybe a passing understanding, but probably did not have a an in-depth knowledge of these things. And, and to many who have heard this, they may have had no understanding of this. So what does Peter do now? Peter appeals to this. He says, this happened. They was appointed as witnesses. And he rose and he appealed to us. We are witnesses to all that he did, both to in Judea and Judea and Jerusalem. So in other words, Peter says, we saw his ministry early on. We saw him hung on a tree. We saw him raised from the dead. We ate with him afterwards. We are witnesses to what God has done through Jesus. We have seen these things. We have observed them. We are witnesses to them. And then 40, 42, he commanded us to preach to the people. And then he adds the background information of all the prophets testify about him. So what we see here from Peter is a little bit of a different shift in his message. Instead of appealing to the Old Testament as he did with the Jews, because they would have, that was their common ground. That was their common ground. Their common ground was they all agreed on the Old Testament. Whether... In that context, if you were a Jew, if you follow Jesus or not, you would have agreed that Abraham was the father of the people. You would have agreed that Moses was the great prophet. You would have agreed that agreed that Isaiah and all the prophets were impactful. You would have agree, agreed on the importance of the Levitical law. Like you would have had that common language and that common ground that even if you chose to reject what Peter was saying about how the prophets pointed to Jesus, you agreed the prophets were holy. So there was that common language and that common background that Peter had at this point. That would mean nothing. That would mean nothing to these Gentiles. Nothing means not one iota to them. They would not care what Isaiah said or what Moses said or any of that would not matter. So what does Peter do? He turns to his experience. I, I saw these things. I was a witness to them. I saw what he did. I understood what he did. I, I, and, and not only that, but he, he told us to do these things. So Peter makes a turn here. Instead of appealing simply to the scripture, he appeals to his experience of what he has seen. I think that's a great example for us today, friends. We're living in a world where, um, I mean, it's often described as post-Christian. Uh, we're living in a world where most, the vast majority of the public doesn't go to church. You know, we 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 live in a world where people are dropping out of church like crazy. Uh, the fastest growing religious group in America is called the nuns, N-O-N-E-S. Those who have no religious affiliation are grouping. So, frankly, friends, to that group, if you quote the Bible, it's not really going to matter to them because they're not Christian. So what it says in Matthew won't matter to them in the same way to these Gentiles 
what the prophet said didn't matter. It didn't matter. So our most powerful tool, friends, I think, in the moment we find ourselves, is our experience and our lives. You ask me how I know he lives? He lives within my heart. I know that I'm a different person after I met Jesus than I was before I met Jesus. Different person completely. When he saved me, he saved me. And I have this, some of the same struggles. I have some different struggles. I have struggles. We all do. But I know that Jesus' impact upon my life changed me for who I am. I, I'm a completely different person. I do not doubt the scriptures or the power of Jesus because I know the difference he made in my life. That's my experience. And that's what happened to me. We have to, to use a good old-fashioned word, use our testimony. What has Jesus done for you? What has Jesus done for you? Because that's that's a powerful thing. The book of Revelation says in chapter 12, the devil's defeated by the blood of the lamb and the power of their testimony. Our testimony is hugely impactful, y'all. So what Peter does. He tells what he has seen and what he has experienced. His testimony matters. So our testimony is hugely important. And secondly, I think our lives are important, y'all. We've got to be different than the world, y'all. And not just different from the world. We've got to be different than what, you know, we have to love. We have to show grace. We have to live out the good news of Jesus. The world needs us to do this, y'all, because Jesus saves. <laughs> y'all, no, no other name under heaven are people saved than but Jesus. And I want people to know Jesus so badly because I think Jesus makes a difference in people's lives so much, y'all, like he did in my life, like hopefully he's done in your life. So in this world we live in, where so many people have left the church, so many people are leaving the church, it isn't just enough that we can quote the Bible to them. As important as that is, as quoting the Bible is so important. As Paul said, let the word of God richly dwell within you. We've got to know God's word, y'all. Those of us who are Christians, we've got to know God's word. We've also got, got to be able to give voice to our testimony to what Jesus has done for us in the same way that Peter does. And secondly, our life has to be the greatest example of the grace of God. As Coach Mickey Myers used to always say when we were in FCA growing up, your, Bible, your life may be the only Bible someone else reads. So today, we have that opportunity with our words and with our lives to point folks to Jesus. That's what Peter did today. And friends, that's our calling and that's our mission today. So tell somebody what Jesus has done for you today in some way. And may your life be a shining example of God's love and mercy to a world in desperate need of it. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you have a great rest of your day today. I look forward to picking up um, tomorrow with uh, the rest that we'll, we'll see as Paul Harvey, if you're old enough to be like me, you know who Paul Harvey is. Uh, we'll see tomorrow the rest of the story. Uh, thanks for joining us today for our time in Acts. Have a wonderful day.